Time that bitch. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Some white male noises. Where's the ASMR one? You're listening to the XYZ podcast with Christian D and Harry. Oh, it's that one. Do it, do it, do Here it. Here we do go. It. Do it. Nice. Hey. <laughs> wait, wait. You, you, you silenced uh <laughs> oh Harry, Harry's why are you touching again. the soundboard? Hey man, don't don't give the don't, don't give the sixty five year old man the soundboard. Harry, just because it has color buttons doesn't mean you should push them. Okay, He's colorblind as well. Hey man, go <laughs> back to <laughs> go back to grandpa gymnastics, you old fuck. <laughs> good day, good day. This Look is the rage coming off podcast, him. ladies and gentlemen, and it's Who? already out, uh, on a flying start. Who fiddled with you that was sixty-five? Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, today I'm here with my man Dean Ira. Hey guys, and my man Harry Fox, and we have uh, the wonderful Matteo. Yeah. Look, Harry, wow, thank you. Thank you. Hold on. Fucking idiot. It's out of control. Do you know how radio works? No. Mateo's like, I'm introducing everyone. Harry's like, hold up. I'll take over right now. All right, you're going to introduce Mateo. Mateo, welcome. Hey, man. Wow. He brought the most energy. Harry gave me that energy. I took that energy and I ran with it. So. Uh, <laughs> Harry, apologize right now. I'm sorry. I'm nah, sorry. man, that's I, that. I, you, I like you know, I'm like we, like you didn't have your nap today, so that just turns verses to me. So I'm like, I, fuck, man. You I'm see, you say the one nap. It's probably one out of three that he didn't. No, have. but like the one nap he plans, the other two he just takes spontaneously <laughs> yeah, in the kitchen exactly. because he just nods yeah. off. And you didn't he had too many the wank in it. <laughs> yeah, but the wank doesn't. He, you don't wank nap. Um, right? Matteo, uh, the pop at the beginning of the show that was uh, specifically on your rider. Uh, we came through. Cheers. Thank you. you came, well, you came through with like one sixth of my rider. So, <laughs> cheers, you guys. You're such a fucking diva, dude. No, I didn't even think you were going to take this serious. We forced Mateo to I, walk. My, what was my rider? What was my rider? I wrote you like I want. I want like champagne. A pint I want of meat, like chicken wings. They're not here. <laughs> uh, I want. I want uh, two prostitutes with beautiful feet. Like you got Harry. Your son a walked in ba- bare, barefoot. That doesn't count. So uh, and, then, of fake and then I said I want a bowl of gummy social. bears, but only the strawberry one. Fuck, we failed on that as well. We failed. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. I I'll did, see you next week. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did share, like, and maybe you know we can share the responsibility because I'm feeling very awkward right now. But I did tell yeah, these should. guys. Well, Christian, looking at Christian looking at how your son's dressed, you didn't only fail on the ride, or you also failed on being a dad. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of tension here. You guys oh, came man. straight out. No, there's no next. tension here. This is all love, right? Shall we I build mean? up some? You've done um, Comedy House before? Um, the Comedy House show? The no, English, I, no, not the uh, English one. The German the one. one. I've been there in the but, German but night. You, you know um, Comedy House and all that shebang. So it's kind of like this uh, small theater and it's quite nice. So I'm, I'm running the show with Ben, a friend of the show, and... Um, I, I I run the the sound in the room um, <laughs> before the show, and sometimes the um, we we have a very twisted lineup where I have to be at um, the the mixing thing and then run onto stage and do the bit, and it's <laughs> fucking horrifying because yeah, the oh, first fuck. the first ninety seconds are completely shite. No, uh, no, um, because nowhere. you're you're in nerd mode on the mixing desk. Yeah. No. I mean the thing like years and years ago I did I did like, yeah I did a little bit of like a, a kind of hobby acting course and they teach you this shit and the the physical side loosening up your body and all of that 
makes you makes you feel better on stage. That's uh, and that stuff. Yeah, guys. Uh, speaking uh, about making feel better. Hold on, hold on, hold on, dude. For the listeners out there, Matteo, thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> we just dive straight. Yeah, in. we dive straight in. Matteo is one of the one of the the local comedians here in Zurich. Uh, he's on the Swiss scene and the English scene. Uh, do you want to talk about your accolades? Yes or no? What are accolades? Uh, it sounds like a sports drink. Awards. Hey, the new accolade fruit punch. The what new the accolade. <laughs> what, is, what is accolade? Con- He's confirmed to give you an erection. You got you to gotta, you gotta no, you yeah, fucking put this to an you're the, ADIQ language. But here, you're okay. the first award winning comedian. Well, yeah, what, yeah okay. is like, well, what, what kind of no, award? No, it's not the first one. That's not true. The small haha award from okay, Swiss good. television. <laughs> good, you said that. You're the shitty award. The award in parentheses. That award. You know what that award was? This is a podcast. I was trying to figure out, like, who are you, Mateo? I'm glad you're here. And I listened to it, like, who the fuck is this crazy motherfucker coming on, insulting mm. him? We love this guy. He's, he's a, I mean, all right. So you're one of the, you com- no, wait. You we, you we, we know you from comedy. Let, let, who are you, Mateo? I come on here insulting Harry. You want to tell me Harry is the fucking love child of your listening no, base? Definitely not. No, no, no. <laughs> you want to tell me the people that listen to this right now? You want to tell me the people that listen to this now are going to be like, oh my God, how could he do this to Harry? There are many people jacking off right now because this is the moment they've no. been waiting for like, <laughs> that i'm getting some abuse that's uh oh, yeah. no but this <laughs> is what you've been waiting for too right uh, i mean look at you you're longing to get whipped right <laughs> you're longing i see that I don't, I don't deep inside because because uh, of the the longing to be whipped is from massive responses like you're the ceo of a company those guys need the yeah whipping. you're the ceo of like this <laughs> shitty ass apartment to nowhere dude somewhere in the you live you know when people live at the last station of a fucking train they they don't win, right? <laughs> if you live at the last station of a train, this is this is right here. This is the last stop of the train. This is where like the homeless guy who fell asleep is on. You and some fucking some fucking chick who who visits her grandma out here, and then you're like, well, I'm gonna go home to my apartment. This is like the roast of Harry Fox. This is the last like. Enclave of real Swiss people. No, in this Zurich. is not an enclave. I walked through here. This this looks like a fucking old people home in yeah, a village. because that's all that's and, left. And look who's the mayor. <laughs> look who's the mayor. Okay, let's let's keep going with the roast of Harry Fox. Let's do some mailbag. Right. Uh, Matteo, we always do a jingle for a mailbag. Okay, just real quick. I'm a comedian. I met these guys on the English scene. They're, I have a lot of love for them. Don't get me wrong. But uh, but th- this is this is the only way I can Don't express myself. Don't talk about okay. us like we're not here. It's <laughs> not them. I, I like. Okay, sorry. I, I said them now. because I don't know which fucking uh, genders you you use. Yeah, that's fair enough, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, so we we do this thing called mailbag, and uh, every time we interpret the jingle a little bit differently, and uh, we prefer to have our guests actually do the jingle. Would you like to do the mailbag jingle? Well, what's the what's a jingle? A jingle. It's like, like an intro sound for like mailbag. Include fun if you can include the word <laughs> mailbag. mailbag, something like that. I don't know. And and what do you want me to do on it? <laughs> You mailbag if, you, if you want me to come on here and sing, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> not no, no, happening. you do whatever you want to do. Yeah, but you're not preparing me. This is life. Say, right. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah About in, with the word mailbag somewhere. The, the word the mailbag. The word mailbag. Mail and bag at some point needs to be in there. Because we got mail. like In a bag. We oh, got you got mail in a bag. Yeah. Okay. We well, you got 53 years of age in your bag under your eye, Harry. <laughs> That's what you got. No, I don't want to do this. Just hit me with a with a classic. Okay, I'll, I'll do the jingle. It's mailbag time. Dude, you 
got mail. I don't know. You just in the mailbag oh, right it? there. You, you could have told me that. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, oh, we usually go, Dude, I mailbag. love it. Like, yeah. It's mailbag time. And then he stopped thinking, oh, you got mail. <laughs> so, and he came this in the is, back. Um, this is the first time that we have to put context around what's going what's gonna to be read out in a second. And for that, I'm going to play a little little excerpt from right, the last episode. My goal would, my goal would be to... Be Can hear it again? Oh, right, right. I have a feeling We're like this guy... One second, one more time. It's technical two. issues. Please stand by. My goal would my goal would be to devalue women <laughs> to a level where I have a feeling that like this guy's I don't like that. this chick's giving out free pussy to anyone who wants. Like, how can we compete? All right. <laughs> no, but so, that's a short little extract. Yeah, yeah. This is on purpose. So um, we got a little uh, a, a little email. Wait, wait. Can I just say the the a little bit extra context? Nope. Since the discussion was. <laughs> What would we do if we were a woman for a day? Harry's freaking out. Yeah, right yeah. I, I, I would. And rightly so. I don't understand. I don't understand what went on there. You said you want to devalue women up to the point where they give out free pussy. No, the the story was you can be a woman for a day, yeah. and my strategy was to crash the pussy market by giving so much away of my free pussy away. <laughs> And I said, I don't like this. That was it's basically still, what still my opinion. Christian so you're kind of you're kind of into men, then, huh? No, no. <laughs> it was a That's theoretical defense. It's called. Huh? It's called. A <laughs> it's called. It's defensive. called a thought experiment. Have you Mateo. looked at men? Have you ever done a thought experiment? No, let's I don't do think. the mailbag. Okay, <laughs> okay. Guys, let's go with. So our uh, listener um, Florence uh, writes title on the topic of Harry not pretending to be misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not misogynistic, but <laughs> so I feel pretty weird typing this because it feels more like an attack than a discussion, which I promise it isn't. But the commentary dropped on making women happier in 2021 didn't really help making me happier. My stance on this that the gap between white straight men and everyone else isn't as big. Uh, and noticeable yep. here as it is in other places. Yep. But this doesn't mean that we should be less mad about the fact that the, ga that the gap exists in the first place. Yep. It just means that we should work and uh, uh, sh we should work on it, not only closing the gap, but everywhere else as well. Yes, truth. Not only here, but everywhere else as oh, well. I'm going to piss a read. lot of people off That's on it? this one. All right. That's all she said? Okay, wait. This goes, this goes even further. I didn't play the clip about um, Dean and I talk about Doc Martens, but here we go. And also, just because someone wears Doc Martens and calls people daddy doesn't mean that they have daddy issues, I promise. My dad is the nicest person. <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't have daddy issues. I'm not, I'm not going to read the last part. Let's, let's dig into... No, really. Is it bad? No, no. The, the okay, I, I'm gonna need some context. On, on really? you, were, you, were, you were pretending not to be misogynistic and you were talking about some... Some gap between white males and everybody else. Well, like I, I don't. I like to troll the ladies. Mm -hmm. That's the. That's the. Because because okay. So my perspective on this is that basically women are not far off men now. And if you look at it in a certain way, like like you could say if this was a game design, women are actually now overpowered because we don't like who needs strength anymore in this world. There's no function or use for strength except getting like your six pack on instagram so that's like what what skills do men have like what strength 
I don't know, like like spatial awareness and emotional stability. So we've lost one of them. And women are like which way, one? Way smarter. We all want to sleep with them. I have no good looking. They, and they have self discipline. They, I mean, they they know how to live their lives without fucking it up like we do because we're fucking idiots. So my general point of view is a little bit like, why are women so fucking upset all the time? And and the context is, I come from a country where we gave women the right to vote over a hundred years ago. So, so like like in, in but that's that's not a measuring point. Like I always well, hear people in that discussion like, ah, the Switzerland let people vote from nineteen seventy one. I'll give you another one: is that in the UK, the majority of private wealth is in the hands of women now. So, because uh, of divorce, guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. They don't have the US-style divorce settlement. As well. I think it's m- mostly that they're, they're more successful because in their careers. It's a joke, by the way. And, and they don't spend their money on getting so, but your wasted. Your point is like that women aren't like, like let's say, uh, inferior in the points that they make or like uh, societal... Uh, I think society. mostly mostly that they're, they're overpowered in if you're designing like NPCs for a game mm-hmm. women are just would be overpowered. You're wondering why you're single, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not wondering why I'm single. Florence, <laughs> you're like, you're Florence like sitting before on this continues. You're like sitting on that couch over there looking at your collection of small guitars or whatever the fuck that shit over. No, no, no because uh, I mean And you're th- like why 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 is my son getting some pussy and I I I I'm not <laughs> because that, I think of thought. women as NPC game characters in a video game, and then I go on my show with my friends on Friday night and say I'm not misogynistic. That's Come on, man, you're breaking the fourth wall here, man. No, no. But people don't know you have a son. I'm sorry. I didn't no, 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 they no. do. They do. They do. Very, <laughs> very much. They do. Um, Florence, thank you very much for writing this in because I'm highly, highly appreciative of everything that you've done yeah. and bringing on this uh, this conversation. What was this last? Mateo, what was please the end do of continue. I I have to say I uh, I partially disagree. Uh, I partially agree and disagree with Florence on some points there. I think there is still a decrep- discrepancy between men and women. Yep. Uh, across the globe what I do think though is that uh, people don't look at the fact that men and women are different I hate nothing more than people saying we're all the same you can choose whatever the fuck you want I yeah. walked out of university by the way I, I, I enrolled in like gender studies classes to like mm-hmm. learn about this stuff and I walked That's out of there after I had a discussion with a professor right with a university professor who told me the only biological difference between men and women is the level of testosterone in their bodies. No. Whoa. That's no no, I'm talking about like two years ago, University of Basel that's Are you taught kidding in me? a course. No, that's taught in a course. And I, I argued with her, she didn't hold up the argument. I'm like, what about people mm. with ovaries? What about people with fucking sperm production? What about like, you know, those kinds of things? She's like, Well, this is just random. There's like hermaphrodites. I'm like, no, mostly not. There might be, but mostly not. Mostly right? not random. So I don't like I don't like that argument. Or I like I, as soon as people say that kind of shit, I know I can't argue with them. What I do think is uh, there is a discrepancy like from from uh, a, a very let's say conservative to the traditional point of view where like men dominated any field for like a couple thousand of years and now they kind of let's say placative realized like women are good for anything too it's not my but that's like the, if you look at the 50s they're like well you do like don't always have to be in the kitchen or whatever the fuck the, <laughs> the status quo was back then but i think there is also the other side where it's like empower women, yes, but also respect the men that do all the shit that women don't want to do. 
Which is fascinating uh, yeah. to me because one one argument, and you just put history into this context, um, when uh, there, there were societies before, and not even that long ago in, uh, 19, in the 1930s in Spain, <coughs> um, Spain was one of the most liberal countries in the world before the Second World War, where they actually did this and uh, brought everyone to the same level. Women were in the army, women were voting, it, it was the whole thing. But that lasted only for a very short period because there was. It's not about uh, male dominance as such, but but also about like um, the the traditional aspect of religion that plays into this whole thing. Like the the whole machismo um, that you have referred to just now, Matteo, um, is is largely ingrained in in cultural upbringing, not so much in mm. society itself. I think okay, so can too. you make this yeah. distinction? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a, that's a yeah, but that goes into that whole we are oppressors. No, we, we are for oppressors. Ag against that though, Harry, I I align with Jordan B. B. Peterson. Mm -mm. Not <coughs> that I agree with everything he does. Hold up, Christian. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, Christian. I, I align with that guy too. No, there's oh, one shit. argument that he had. <laughs> Christian, relax, dude. Relax. Go He's on. throwing the mic away. There's just one point that he made that I can say, yeah, it makes sense. Statistically, in terms of data, uh, male, female, and all along the spectrum, statistically, the data backs it up. Certain people, either you're male or female, they align with different career paths or different interests. Naturally, the majority of the people do that. For example, most women tend to be more nurses or caring or nurturing, you know, healthcare workers, et cetera, et cetera. Most men tend to be more interested in engineering, like little details of uh, that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm agreeing that there's, I mean, yeah, of course there's differences between men and women, but the statistics are that the majority of people tend to do these things. There's individual identities and people do different things and there's obviously... Yeah, it's also that men and, men and women across the board, if you look at statistical data, uh, differ in, uh, in psychological traits. Women are higher in uh, neuroticism. Uh, they're not more, more non-confrontational. I don't say every woman, but like if you look at just like means, that's what they do. Men are more conscientious. They're yeah. higher in extroversion and they're more confrontational, which in, in a, let's say, competitive work environment is a better suited uh, a beneficial uh, equipment or like yeah. a set of skills or set of like stuff you come up with to like like elbow your way up the ladder and right of course of course the patriarchy comes in is evolved religion culture differences of course those are all factors in these things but the xyz pod at gmail.com ladies and gentlemen especially white ladies privileged white but if you want to write in and have more of these conversations but you see you see here's my fundamental perspective like uh, the last 20 years of my life i've had multiple women in my household all the time so i've i've lived through some like at the same time sometimes at the same time and i've <laughs> like now as a teenage daughter she's not here right now i've lived through probably somewhere in the round of a thousand ovulations of someone in my household so the whole i've been through that Do you know the, why the this sounds cycle. gnarly harry what why does it sound gnarly? you know why this sounds gnarly because it has this hint of you keeping track <laughs> of, of your daughter. Of course, we have, we have, a, we have a little table, yeah, we take yeah, the yeah. box. It, it's just oh, that's this, not, hey Christian, I don't know. Hint. I don't know if you went to biology class, but that's not really hard. It's called months, so. No, no, you just, you just I, date I know back. how time works. You just date back Look. the years, you're like from 14 on, 12 <laughs> times a year, I guess. But I don't know. Most normal people are the Gregorian calendar. Oh yeah, it's been a year and a half. But <laughs> Harry comes from like, no, 
blue moon, a once in a blue moon. So, so how his, many cycles? No, Harry has an Excel spreadsheet. Here's my little childish point: is <laughs> yeah. at this point in my life, I could argue I have some clue about how the other gender works at this point in my life. <laughs> Fucking hell! Okay. Yeah, man. Like your 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 uh, your relationship you're having with one of them right now speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> you figure them out, right, cowboy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And. Uh, so to me, the point is this is is more like, and I'm not sure if it's specifically women, but it's just like, for me, it feels like the whole gender equality thing has reached a point where it's like we've passed where the point where gender equality is happening. Everyone's got the point. Yep, we've understood that. Now it's like, oh, we have some extra power here that we can keep exploiting. Like if someone, if you go to a job interview and you go, okay, what does my resume say? Here are my skills and I am this, and this identity thing is going to give me a huge boost. And I know this because, like, with my daughter, I pushed her in a career direction, and we've had that discussion. I said, you're going to be great in this career because you're a woman. Everything's going to be thrown at your feet. And so that's why you should choose this career path. What career path, if I may ask? Uh, software development. She's gonna. She's got nothing to worry about. Because all of the horny engineers in the <laughs> office yeah. are like, this is yeah. boss, and boss, then we got one girl. And, <laughs> and there's going to be all no, the and age. then she's going to suffer because she's going to be at the printer and the fucking flock of guys is going to be like what are you going to do Friday night what are you going to do Friday night I mean, yeah. coffee? Benefit, go for coffee the but benefit the f- is that developers don't know how to talk exactly so she might might most likely get like a, t- a text message in her uh, corporate chat so but like in which she can click away but you like push her towards a career path where she gets shit thrown at her instead of like teaching her how to be strong on her own work for what she wants and then be like, the, no, you no, have no, to no, earn no, this. Wait, 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 wait. No, that wasn't your words, right? <laughs> Is she's working so really you're, hard? So you are, so you're working into the into the oppression, right? You're gonna be like, well, you're a woman, so maybe do something that women get like benefits from. But you don't do you're the hard taking stuff. that. Thing. I mean, it would do the whole thing. Like she works really hard. I support that. She's doing it because I worked in that industry. But this was like an additional benefit. Father. And by the way, you're a woman in this thing, and every HR department's gonna throw shit at your feet. Mm-hmm. And and yeah and and I mean that's that's told like we're exploiting the system. Do you do you want to know what um, Florence what was says his final to closing finish line? off this uh, particular email? We need to know the. Um, but besides my criticism, I really enjoy your podcast. It does remind me of being at a party at the random person's house and <laughs> eavesdropping on drunk people conversations, yeah. which yeah, was okay. my favorite yeah, pastime pre-COVID. And I hope you all. Are doing thank well. you, Florence. Uh, thank I you, Florence. think she's got a point there with the last <laughs> yeah. part. That was that was that was like that was a good message. Like, but yeah. also, Florence, get a hobby. <laughs> if that's your favorite pastime, don't, don't number one, away, number please. one, creep. We we, we usually number chase two, away our listeners. Been there, done that. Number three, maybe do Zumba once a week, just to like have a second <laughs> favorite pastime. Okay. <laughs> But don't go around. If this is your favorite thing to do outside of work and meeting your family once a year, it's like, I just go to random people's parties and I listen <laughs> what the fuck they said. <laughs> kind of weird. Kind of weird, it's Florence. Unhealthy. It's the same people that come to comedy shows. Kind of weird, so Florence. We, it's normal. We alienate all of us. Has anyone, done, anyone here done Zumba? Zumba? Yeah. I went I'm to pretty sure I've been drunk enough to do that. So I, I, was, don't remember. I was married once. So I had... <laughs> Um, <laughs> you were forced to Zumba. I, no, no, I was forced to uh, dance class. So I know that Zumba is more than this, but we had to learn. 
um, what's it called? Like uh, South American Latin dance or whatever. And I'm incredibly white. So there, there is no rhythm, nothing, zero. And neither did my ex-wife. So oh, yeah. it was basically two pieces of wood on a dance floor trying to match a beat that was absolutely incomprehensible. But what is it about the Zumba? Because there's something, there's definitely a sexual component to Zumba. There's like an excitement. There are sexual components to dance anyway. It's like it's, it's yeah, but Zumba especially. Is it like... No, not Zumba especially. I think any any dance has a, you just well, you just look at w girls in leggings dance and you're like that's sexual that's oh yeah me did but you no, go to yoga them, like the ladies get yoga super excited jesus christ no no, no 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 but the ladies get excited about zumba we're going to zumba class now like like yeah because they, that african because, because that's a fake workout they're like i'm working out i'm doing zumba it is, it's exactly that it's, it's a, a fake, fake workout. workout it's the fucking six minute abs it's the fucking the rubber belt you have around your waist that gives you free abs it's bullshit of course you move if if that's your thing great but you're not gonna work it's not gonna be the same workout as like lifting weights for an hour or like running for an hour that's never the same harry what was the blonde lady on television in your days called that she was wearing a leotard and she did like all these workouts <laughs> that you can Thatcher. do at home Oh like god! Uh, she was this American lady. She she had the Renaissance recently. Um, uh, Grace and Frankie. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, uh, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. That's so US, it's basically UK. an early like aerobic. That's what it was called, right? Aerobics. Yeah. A aerobics. This is why Harry likes my mom so much. Yeah, exactly. Leotards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. It it's basically the Zumba. Jane's mom. Zumba is basically a derivative of aerobics. That's what it is. It's nothing else. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe they just added the beat. Maybe if it, I, yeah, I, and they they also said it, like they they put some like some like African shit in it. So yeah, that, like, that's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. this what, is not white. This shit. is not white Americans <laughs> doing this. This is the ex Joe Exotic of dance. Oh yes, you know? yes. yes. So, uh, I feel so the marketing, the marketing is pretty it's, good it's, on Zumba. It's aerobics with a bit of a hip movement. So yep, <laughs> yep. It's a it's, it's fucking aerobics with a little bit of the Red Cross in it. You know. Oh, lovely. I'm changing the whole subject. No segue. Fuck you guys. This is whack so far. <laughs> I love your socks, by the way, Dean. You have really good socks today. I Give me a foot five. Let me touch your feet. Mm, yeah, there we go. Dean, like Dean has a good sock game. <laughs> I got a good sock game, man. Yeah. He does. Uh, right, he does. Yeah. He also rolls up his fucking, uh, his pants to, so people see his socks. I'm a goddamn hipster. <laughs> I respect it. You don't. I respect it. You don't grow enough mustache for proper hipster scenarios. Yeah, true. My mustache is weird because it's like half the bottom lip is pretty much no hair, but the top half is hair. So it's one of those Italian like pencil mustaches naturally. Nice. But those are good if you shave the rest off. Yes. You know, those yeah. are good. Yeah. About it, yeah. It's like it's like the waiter that tries to like touch you when you go to the to the yeah. toilet. He has that kind of mustache. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah, be yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Guy. Am I the only one? No, I'm, I'm, yeah. you've been touched before I'm by on waiters, board. right? I'm on board. Yeah, 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 Mateo, <laughs> you and I are similar. Like I can't grow a mustache in the middle, like underneath my nose. Hey man, I can grow a mustache everywhere. Are you dissing my mustache? No, no, no. But the bottom half of your middle, like right above the middle of your lip, yeah. is a bit of a bald spot there. Yeah, it's you, because you, I you shaved cannot, it. You cannot grow. It's because I shaved it. It was an accidental. Yeah, that is, no, of course. You cannot grow a proper Hitler more. Dude, can I tell you guys? <laughs> I've been getting, I've been getting, I've, I've posted this picture of me on Instagram with me having this patchy, fucked up, like five days no shaving beard. And since then, I am getting spammed. And I mean spammed. <laughs> 
on all of my social media in every story, every sponsored post by fucking Copenhagen grooming. Yes. By fucking. Yes. Yeah, you, you have to oh. get the beard roller, dude. They. I didn't even say anything. It was just Instagram was just like, yeah, this guy doesn't have Can't a lot of beard. manliness I, in him. I have the same thing. I'm. I'm so there's, there's an nothing algorithm. Connects. Nothing connects in my face. It's just there's this patches of hair and then there is baldness. And uh, there is like, it, as you said, there's like maybe one picture online. And since then I get these Copenhagen motherfuckers. I don't know what so fucking algorithm they have a friend yeah, who exactly. tried that's that shit. Don't try that shit. That's no, of course not. It it's horrible. That's an amazing algorithm that can spot a patchy beard. No, I read, I, I, it's like I texted over it. So I guess they fucking scan your story and like analyze the yeah, text on it. Uh, okay. And now that our iPhones are listening, they can hear that we're complaining more and more. Are really they listening all else. the time? I wonder what's what's happening tomorrow yeah. on my on my thing. It's it's mostly about the women's right to vote, I guess. Anime so figures. <laughs> <laughs> How to become a millionaire in two days, please. GameStop. Uh, GameStop. Yeah, what the fuck is going on with GameStop? We no, but I, I, grew this, I grew this mustache once and I'm never shaving it again because I'm afraid it won't grow back. So I'm just leaving it because it's like if I if I shave fully, I look like I'm 17 max. That's a good thing. When did you when did you start no. having the mo thing going? The what? When, did the mustache? <laughs> has a mustache. <laughs> Do you know this is, this is actually we're getting called on all our bullshit tonight. I got called. I love it. I love it. Now, yeah. The mo thing. You, you're Cri about Christian invents uh, words that sound cool like the mo, which no, is that's not a, a total thing. That's Go not a, fuck yourself. That's not a word. The nobody. No, it's a thing. The nobody the says mo is not the mo. I say the stash. This, yeah, the demo and the yeah, stash, stash together a mustache. Um, so when did you start um, growing uh, below like, your nose? I think like two years ago, maybe two years ago. Two years ago. That sounds about right because you said before you, you you're what you're 25? 25. Uh, 25. That is two years of growth we're talking about. No, no, it looked like this two years ago. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, that's two. Yeah, no, that's two years of growth and a <laughs> lot of praying. You know, okay, like, okay. there's also some ball sack hair in here that I just like. Glued in there. Wait, yeah. what? Oh, okay. You glued it in there. You yeah, didn't try to touch yeah. it. But how? But how old? How old? You're like what? Thirty or twenty-five? Twenty-five. You're not listening. I'm twenty-five. I wasn't he mentioned it three times. Hey, man, this. maybe go to the dementia doctor because he's looking around the corner for you, okay? All right, all right. But the point is, is you're not supposed to be doing that shit until like 35 plus. It's like when the whole facial hair thing starts. Dude, I had friends in school who had yeah. a full beard at 16. Like yeah, I, I went to school with these guys as well. It It's quite embarrassing. I mean, granted, I, I hardly <laughs> had pubes. Thank you, McDonald's. Point, it's the guy, McDonald's. It's all McDonald's. The guy I went to was a, was a Syrian refugee. He didn't have a yeah. birth certificate, right. so he could have been 28. My, I guy, my guy was Turkish. We don't really know. <laughs> it, it, was, it, it, it. it was a full-blown, like, full-on connecting beard, and I said hello to, like, two, three hairs on my chest and around my crotch. Dude, when I first had horrendous. the first blonde, like when <laughs> yes! you- No, no, they weren't even blonde. They were like transparent. See-through. But yes. if I looked from the top, I saw they were there. I was like, oh. I'm a man So now. I'm normal. So because I was waiting forever, dude. <laughs> Let's Horrible. talk comedy, dude. Hold on. Let's talk comedy. Mateo, you are one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. You came on the scene- uh, a little bit after me. I don't know if you did comedy before that, but you fucking consistently killed and I love seeing you and you are funny as hell. Thank you, man. Thank well, you. You started, <laughs> you started I can October I can 19, right? Huh? 
October 2019? Yeah, October, uh, October 2019 and, and in my first game. Like, you're one of the few comics that give me one of those stomach spasms. I can thank you for the four-pack that I have. Not that I have one, but <laughs> inside Come on, man. No, it's one yeah. of those, like, stomach-crunching <laughs> Zumba class exercises. <laughs> like, you're my Zumba, basically. <laughs> thank but, you, uh, man. What got you into comedy, dude? Like, wh- why, why did you even show up? Um, I don't even know. Like, I... I uh, what but the funny thing is I was a fan of stand up comedy like for years, but I didn't realize what stand up comedy was because it doesn't exist in Switzerland. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I saw YouTube videos of like um I saw a YouTube video of Bill Burr when I was like sixteen. Yeah. And I thought I didn't even know what that was, but I thought it was so fucking amazing. It was the first video of stand up I think I ever saw was Bill Burr doing his bit on hitting women. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and I yeah. watched that night. It's like this nine minutes. I watched that like, I don't know. If I could, like, at one point, I could do that bit, like, in and out. I knew every <laughs> fucking joke, but I didn't even know it was jokes. I thought that was spontaneous. I thought he was, he oh, was, like, right. holding a, a speech and then, like, went off the rails because he was angry at somebody interrupting <laughs> the show. I didn't realize what that That's was. <laughs> right? And, and then I saw, like, Lavelle Crawford, that really big black guy, who only talks about being fat. And I, I didn't realize what stand-up was. And then for, for a couple of years, I, I never watched stand-up anymore. And then in, in uh, like, I think I got a an Instagram post by chance from, like, Fabio Landert, who is, like, a, 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 a big coming-up Swiss comedian in 2019. And I clicked on it, and I saw he's doing he's doing that thing, stand-up, right? And then I was like, this this is existing in Switzerland? Like, what the fuck? And then for, like, two, three months, I was like checking the swiss scene out and it's like okay this is not really that big but people are like into it it's it's growing and then i i, I like i thought like i just realized like uh i'm studying at university i'm, I'm training a lot I, I trained a lot of mma at the time and i was like in front of this decision to make like do i want to fight like do i want to take fights do i like maybe want to do this professionally and i just realized i had i had concussions in my life i've, I've i'm prone to injury so like that path is probably not going to go anywhere yeah you got a punchable face i mean i got a very punchable <laughs> face I, dude you should see my ears man. <laughs> you see my ears i take these headphones off you're like please turn around man but yeah. uh and then i just also realized like i don't want to i'm fine with studying at university but i don't want to just go down that path without trying something else sure. mm. and then i just gave that shit a chance and my it, it, i think i've heard from other people like your first set is either really good like compared to your expectations or horrible and yeah. mine went not well? really good, but it went well. I was like, it went really well. I was like, I was there. You were, I was you were there. there? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where okay. was it? It was in Asset. No, no, mm. it was uh, it was in Long Street. My very first Long set Street. was in oh, Long Street. Oh, Swiss, Swiss, Swiss wait. Yeah, yeah. I saw your first set at Acid. I oh, didn't I bombed. see your very first set. But oh, no. Acid, Acid, is a, I, Acid is I've never had a good set at Acid ever. Because you rocked, up, you rocked up with a mate who uh, basically saw you at Long Street, right? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, the tall guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. tall guy. So uh, you you came there um, with a mate. Ah, yes, this is exactly what it was. Because you, I remember you saying to Ahmed, he, Ahmed was running the show, and you said to Ahmed, okay, how long do we have? And Ahmed said, oh, everyone gets six minutes. And you complained that six minutes was too short. <laughs> I will never forget this. Because this was... This was your first gig at one of his shows? Or no, at I least when I've him that. seen you? No, no, I texted him that. But then th- did he mention it to me? Because it, he was like, yeah, yeah, he this guy did. does it for the first time. 
and you already want more time. No, no, that was at, that was at, uh, that was at the Contiki because I didn't know what open mics were, and I did like two times at Long Street, and those fuckers give you ten minutes. Oh, it's way too long, dude. I've I've sat through a bunch dude. of like Long Street shows like, where you're like, this is your first comedy. This gig. person has two p- two minutes of material, and she does eight uh, or day and it's like you should not be doing 10 and the audience at long street is like half the people there don't even know it's a comedy open yeah, mic yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. other half is like kind of there kind of talking to their friend and like all of them are drunk or coked up so like you have zero attention span the, the fucking <laughs> it's not a good spot to like have your first gig at all yeah. so i thought like open mics for 10 minutes so i prepared 10 minutes for Kotiki, that's amazing and ahmed was like no you got like five max and I texted him back. I like, so I, I guess I got to cut it back then. He was like, yeah, you do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, Mr. Professor. That is yeah. so funny. <laughs> he, he texted back. You do. Okay, then you do that. Okay. I was like, oh, sorry for signing up to your show, motherfucker. That's so funny. <laughs> Ironically, Mateo skyrockets straight to one of the young Swiss comedy awards show. What, what was the award called? I don't I'm picking you up. I know you don't like the, the, it. I, know I don't, don't like, I don't like talking I know you don't wait, like wait, wait. shit. Okay. But I'm, I'm doing I, it. It's I, called... The Swiss Comedy Talent Award, yeah, I think. Exactly. Can, can I ask you this, though? Please. You mentioned before how you got into, into stand-up, but this is mostly a reference to, like, virtual stand-up. So have you ever been to a physical stand-up show before you actually went on stage yourself? No, never. Never? never. You've never seen live stand-up never. before oh, you actually no. did it. That's no. amazing. Ah, but that's amazing. That's, that's not so amazing. I hadn't, likewise, I've never been to a live comedy. <laughs> no, but, but, but Harry, uh, Harry, when I look at you, I mostly see a screen. So I, 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 I was always perceiving you, you experience life mostly through a screen. But Matteo, it seems like a lot young and vibrant. So I thought it would be a bit of a different ballgame. So there were fucking ageism tonight, man. He brought that in here. Now you're getting on this. Hold Fuck on, you on. guys. Uh, have hey you man, seen sorry for being an easy target, but you are. Right? I know I'm old. Yeah, fuck you. You have Mateo. upside down head. Did you notice that? <laughs> What's upside oh my down? God, head? Yes. It's like the the, the You have hair the on the bottom and not on the top. That's true. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> but Mateo, sorry, you, Harry. Have you I ever love seen you. any uh, <laughs> like comics that you admire? Like, have you ever been to like a proper show? No, never. I'm no, I'm I, no, no. I saw I saw um, Louis C.K. when he was in Basel. Yeah, and then I it. already did like but I, you were I already had like doing five, that's like five minutes ago. This was exactly a year ago. Yeah, really? yeah, about yeah, yeah, about yeah. No, it is exactly. It was a fall. Year ago. I mean, it was like October, November. What, to me, was impressive. Like you told me, I, this was I don't know when you told me this. You said like, I've been doing comedy nine months, and what to me is impressive is like I've I've seen you on good nights and bad nights, and even your bad nights are not that bad. Like, you're still getting a crowd laughing. I know, I see you being like, fuck, I hate how this is going. But still, this crowd is with you. It's not like utter silence. And, like, to pull that off in nine months is, is what's your secret, man? I've had utter silence. A lot of Swiss crowds are like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> but actually, A lot of the Swiss crowds okay. are like, hey, man. Actually, we should get into this because you, um, do, so, yeah, yeah. you, you do comedy bilingual. So what Trilingual. do you? I do Swiss German German. I, I went to Germany. I, I would have I would have actually like been uh, on on like this small tour kind of thing in Germany from Nightwash, this German uh, format where they do like uh, uh, live shows and they and they uh, they invited me for this contest as well. So I got into the next round and I didn't get the award, but uh, they would have like prolonged that for like the Cologne Comedy Festival or whatnot. So I do German Swiss German and English. 
And even German is different from Swiss German. It's weird. Oh, it's yeah, like it's neighboring countries, but it's like it's a, it's a different thing. The people are different. So uh, it's kind of weird. But so, so what's the best? What do you think? What do you mean? Or what do you enjoy? What I enjoy the most, to be honest, is uh, English. Because the language, I think, allows me to just, like, you can just manipulate the language whatever way you want. But what people tell me that watch me in all, in all three is, like, that my Swiss German or German is, is the best, apparently. I hate all of it, you know? <laughs> like, I, I can't watch any of my performances. I just fucking... I, I, one year in, like, I, I look really? at my... Yeah, dude, I fucking... I don't like any of it. I just know I gotta work. That's all I know. You don't, do you even record, like, just to to like input. oh yeah i record all my sets on audio on the way home or like when i get home i i, I listen to it and like i like i like work over it i try to okay, like really yeah, put yeah. a lot of effort into that but i Do don't you know listen what to them on the same night yeah yeah as soon as soon as i i want to be in that vibe i want to feel i want to go home with the feeling of like okay this worked or this didn't or like that feeling of self-hatred for when i fucked up and I want to know where that came from. I don't want to be like, ah, this really sucks. I'll listen to this two days when I like recovered from this. <laughs> I want to like when a bomb is fresh, I want to know why. And I want to like, I don't want to make myself suffer more to like not make that mistake again, I guess. But pff, it's hard, man. But um, when you, you say like people give you that, that feedback, <laughs> people that see you doing different types of comedy, like, Swiss German, High German, uh, yeah. and English, and they say like, uh, yeah, uh, we, we perceive you as um, better in in Swiss German. What would you attribute that to, though? Like, because you have your own experience. You, you said before, I Probably prefer doing it in English because they don't <coughs> speak English. It's not it, <laughs> exactly. This is interesting. It's nationalism. <laughs> this, so this ignore no, that. There's, right. there's people that speak English, and there's people that, of course, they understand. I think. I don't, I don't know because like my Swiss German comedy has some reference to like only Swiss stuff, which comes easy to me because I think Switzerland is such an easy country to make fun yeah, of, yeah, well. especially if you've lived here. Especially if you've lived here and then traveled across the globe, lived in different places as I did. I come here and I'm like, you guys have no fucking idea what it's like, <laughs> what the real world is like, no, right? No, you no guys have does. no fucking idea. Every fucking reto in this country is just standing here and looks like at the sun and goes. Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty. No, but like sunny. people complain about shit here that like we have, dude. Our second class train coaches are like first class airplanes in Everywhere. other countries. You know we what I'm saying? We never had trains, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> or like other countries don't have trains, right? And the people are complaining when the train is one minute late. I've been to countries where the train is like late and then doesn't show up for two weeks. You know, like so yeah. <laughs> because somebody blew the fucking train up, right? So it's. So, so I have been asked this question. Uh, we've we've done uh, this podcast with a bunch of guys um, uh, from abroad as well, like a friend of mine from Australia, um, Nick. Uh, I know you're listening. He's not. Um, you, we we were talking about comedy in Switzerland in in general because you mentioned before your perception was stand up comedy wasn't a thing in, in Switzerland until you kind of like started to figure out what the scene actually was. Um, when you when you look at the comedy scene right now, the way that it is developing, you see an English portion, you see a Swiss German portion. How do you feel about the mix of the two? Like, the, uh, how how do you see these things mingle? Because I think the audiences are quite different. They're very different. They don't mingle at all. Is there you have like who do you have? Like we have three three people: you, me, Michelle. I think are the only people I can think of that do a German and uh, English. Some people, Bro. some Fabio people started, tried. Sometimes Fabio dabbled a little dabbled bit. A little right? bit. I've, I've dabbled. You, you dabbled, dabbled as well. Yeah. You, 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 play, you played 
the, the great show in Vansville a few times. Um, oh yeah, but Mickey <laughs> Schmidt show. This, yeah, this yeah, living yeah. living legend, the man. He's yeah. going to jail. Oh yeah, he's what? going. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's going to jail this week. Who? Um, what? Mitch he's going from porn to jail. No, no, they 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 like uh, relieved him in two points, uh, but he's got like two more at court, and uh, oh, I don't know how good it looks for him. Doesn't what? Good. What did he Not even? Good. What did he even? Are we going to do gossip here, or are we gossip? Oh no, that guy posts that shit on Instagram. So <laughs> who gives a fuck? He posts a fucking letter of the of the of the state lawyer. So what did he uh, do? I cannot tell you what he did. Naomi, uh, Naomi was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the guy. He, he invited me on his show. He's, he's a nice enough guy. He, uh, he's very. Before we go to this, Harry, mm-hmm. I got this question going back a little bit. There's a thing with comedy that connects <coughs> us all. Like I watched the series called Comedians of the World, and you go around the world, and there's like certain human traits that connect us all through laughter. And now I believe that there's one country that doesn't connect to any of that, Switzerland. <laughs> What's the, is there anything like the Swiss crowds, uh, Switzerland, like that have common factors with uh, the English comedy scene? Or well, f- stand up. I, I I think I'm the wrong person to ask because I I've, I've only been in the scene for like a year with two three month COVID breaks. So if you ca- if you calculate you've been my around entire like Europe a bit. Yeah, but like if you calculate my entire like time in comedy, I've been on stage for maybe ten months total. So with breaks, so <laughs> I, I I know a lot of like I the 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 good thing is I have this kind of I don't know where it comes from, but like this natural uh, ability to connect to people. I know pretty much all the people in the fucking scene. I don't know them personally, but like I've met them and talked to them. Like I I, I kind of like I could connect to them if I wanted to. Yeah. I know who manages them, like because it's so small, right? So you kind of it's tiny. You, you, yeah, you yeah. kind of you kind of know these people, and then uh, I think the crowds. I think I think with Swiss crowds, the, uh, you have these like you have just different crowds. Like I had this gig at Stube at Langstrasse where where I knew I had to be firing on all cylinders for those ten minutes I was on stage because those people have an attention span of like 0.3 seconds. Labyrinth. You have to be so quick. <laughs> you have to be loud. You have to be a little extreme. But that wouldn't work at the TV gig I had where I had like sophisticated people in suits in front of me. There I had to do like jokes about politics and i and i don't i don't want to cater my shit to the crowd because then i i try to pl- be a people pleaser but you ha- i kind of yeah. want to the swiss crowd goes and goes in like i, I don't know it goes in like two ways i don't want to like this you, you kind of showed up to the scene with a very strong identity and i think it comes from like a like you've had an interesting life so far i mean we friends we talked a like a little bit about stuff and also you have this uh you you're a fighter you do mma or, or kickboxing what is that what, exactly MMA, MMA right? just mixed martial arts, yeah. Yeah, like this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. Like when I first met Mateo, he was like, "You came fucking full force," and also your presence on stage is like, "Fucking here I am, fuck you, let's but do this." But that's what I'm saying. It's, that helps you a lot in the comedy scene, where you're like, "This is who I am. I'm here. I'm telling my truth. Fuck you." But this, this is the opposite of my experience, Harry. But and I know you also don't. Uh, yeah. No, I got. Because you and I have the opposite of that. But the, but the interesting thing to me is what you're saying there about like spotting like that you've already understood that there are like there's a different there's a crowd with a three second attention span there's like a TV crowd I've seen I've seen people that have been doing comedy for a while that that don't think in that way and that's to me a really like like where do you where does that kind of thinking come from that you could tune into like oh this crowd is like this and there's here's how it's I about context no. Yeah, but I, I only knew that after the fact. I don't go into that prepared. I just try to analyze afterwards and try to learn from that. What I've learned from in Swiss crowds, 
um, especially as, as soon as it's a show show. So when you have people pay money for a ticket, the Swiss people are like, I'm going to get my money's worth. I'm going <laughs> to shut up. I don't want to have this guy make me laugh, That's right? Funny. And it's also like absolutely not the fact that Swiss people are uptight. Most of them aren't. Most of them are like you like you and me. They're on the internet. They, they know fuck. They have fucking Facebook. They know what memes are. They watch funny YouTube videos. Like, they have Netflix, right? So most of yeah. them are like funny, uh, but they are like uh, in their day-to-day -day life, Switzerland is very orderly, very conscientious, very timely, very on point, and not, and that's why shit works here. Let's be honest. That's why fucking, dude, <laughs> let's not be racist, but like South America, you can have a lot of fun, but the fucking bus doesn't show up, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, just yeah. A, it's just the truth, right? But when you, have them have, when you have them in the right setting, they can be, you can joke about anything. And they, the, the dirty stuff, the fucking fucked up stuff, they find that funny, but you have to like, I don't know. I, I sound like such a dickhead no. talking about this as if I'm an expert. Like what I, my experience was, you have to lead them into it. You can't just open up like fucking uh, pussies and fucking Holocaust <laughs> and all that shit. That doesn't work, right? Yeah. What's yeah. very funny that you mentioned there is the money aspect, because this is something that hit me as well. As soon as they pay money, they're more willing to laugh, and th this is something that That's strikes me. It's 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 insane. I've been at um, free shows, open mics in Swiss German, and people think you're just the other bastard on stage. Fuck that guy. He's actually not that funny. So you might get heckled. It's definitely not like in the UK because heckles in Switzerland are usually not funny. Um, the only place where I had good heckles was in the UK. But uh, you never get a good heckle. But people basically treat you like a piece of garbage. But as soon as they pay money, yeah. there is an there's a different expectation there and they want you to succeed a little bit more. Is well, that well, your experience? They as don't well? want you to succeed. Like I've been to like paid shows where people in front before me bombed. Like bomb bombed. You gotta show up. But um they're like very polite. They're extremely polite. The only times I've got heckled on Swiss shows is by drunk people and, and open yeah. mics and never at a paid show. I didn't have that many, but like and that I kind of miss because this gig at Stube at Langstrasse is like, that shit was wild, man. They were like, it was like, you, but had, it's to fun, you had to, oh, it was hard work. That, 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 I, I went there the first time and I got annihilated by just the fact that I wasn't prepared for this. And then the next three times I had a lot of fun because I knew what was coming. I knew like this place, you have to be, you have like, your guns blazing. You have to, and also like, prepare five minutes because the other five minutes you're going to tell people to shut up and make fun of their girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. That's what like, that's what you do there. Right. So when you know that, that's cool. Um, I've been heckled at English shows way more like yeah. unpolitely, yeah, yeah. way more people at English shows Insecurity. have the fucking nerve to like, just throw in a comment. Insecurity. Just yeah. not even like, just because I don't know what the fuck's going on. And, and also, funnily enough, I've been heckled by women so much more. <laughs> yeah, but so all of us have. So much more than by all men. All of us have. So much more. But also in like stuff where I'm like, and I talk back to them. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. you, hey man, you paid 15 bucks for your ticket. That's gone. If I, if I suck for eight minutes you because you this. interrupted my show, I'm going to have a fucking dialogue with you and everybody's going to suffer. Okay? <laughs> so I talk back to them. Yeah. And most of the time, I realize they just wanted to, like, let me know that they, like, are not agreeing with me, but they yeah. don't really have an argument. Yeah. Dude, I have this video I have to show you. I didn't upload it because there was, like, <laughs> it, it went overboard, but we were, like, in the show in Basel, and I got, I like, in the end, like, the host, I'll tell you who, 
and uh, <laughs> the, the the host fucking grabbed the guy who stood up who was drunk and tried to drag him out and like it escalated into almost a yeah. fight and like yeah. the entire crowd was like on minus five because that guy heckled the entire show and this other woman heckled the entire show they were like on coker speed and then they brought me up to close the show Oh, it's over. <laughs> it's over for you, man. No, because what the guy walked back in, and for 10 minutes, I just had a conversation <laughs> with him. But, but I couldn't do anything else. But here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing I... So, and it feels weird for me to have an opinion about this right now, because it's been quite a few months since I did any comedy. But for me, it annoys me when comedians always get in immediate conflict with a heckler. Because basically, like, my point of view is anyone who heckles is a sad, lonely person desperately needing attention. And so you got to <laughs> give them... And so is the comedian on and stage. Yeah, was, I- exactly. Yeah, was so we can say, fucking like, relate. <laughs> like, who are you? And, 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 and so for me, the thing is, like, like, the first thought I have is anyone who heckles is like, thank you for heckling. And then I'm going to be, like, giving them some love and then shit on them. Because then, he, then you... The, like, the moment you make it a fight, the moment it gets, like, super awkward for uh, the crowd... It depends. Yeah, but you, you can still shit on someone, but shit on them yeah. with love. I agree because I've I've been in that spot not that many times because we don't have a lot of heckles. But like I've we been, don't, we, we we surprisingly don't. You remember that outdoor spot that looked like the fucking Pirates of the Caribbean swinger, <laughs> swinger party <laughs> yeah. where the train rolled by? Oh, yeah, that drunk Lee. Yeah, and they were oh, drunk. They were and great. I, the problem is, I was already mad at them before I went on stage, and then I started like the second I started like my my shit. They were talking, and I just lost it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember. In my head, I was already fuck these guys, but the the crowd wasn't already like who's. I didn't even introduce myself. I didn't show them I'm likable. I just fucking straight roasted them for like one and a half minutes, which f- with women is kind of hard because I always roast people when I don't know them and I don't ask them questions just about how they look. Why is someone starting to heckle? Okay, if you're on coke, they're just fucked. But if if like there's a girl who's super drunk and she's shouting, there's usually some backstory like she got dumped by her boyfriend the or daddy some left shit early, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the, the daddy left. Even a step back, Harry. This is exactly what I want to say. The psychology of the comic on stage. We're there showing up with our own individual issues, and I know Mateo, you're really good at this. You're self-aware beyond a lot of people that I know based on our history as well, like we show up with our own insecurity. As comedians, we have a history of some kind of trauma or something that gets you driven to be on stage. I know it's different for everyone. Yeah. And hecklers in the audience relate too well to these things. They're like, oh, it's too truthful. It offends me. I feel uncomfortable. I have to say something. It drives them to say something. But then it becomes like a conflict between my insecurity, somebody else's insecurity, based on what we're saying. I think not all hecklers. I'm, I think some hecklers probably might have that input, like that that underlying motivation of like I'm insecure. This is like bothering me. This is my moment where I take my courage. I also think there's just really stupid people that can't shut their fucking mouth. True. They're like I just really, really do think. Or high or yeah, I just yeah. think there's people out there that think <laughs> this is their moment to fucking. Be the cool guy yeah. in, in, in the boys' night they out. I'm going to show this comedian what the <laughs> fuck's going on. And they if never show up. Yeah, but if you're like me, I'm going to get walloped by that. I can't handle a heckle. I can't. You yeah, can't. but, this but is I my mean, next I, question. I try to, but like I never, like I try to, but it's never <laughs> like, 
I look at somebody <laughs> else, like I look at videos of like, uh, did you send me that guy who only does crowd work, that English guy? Yeah, Stuart yeah, Lee. Yeah. That guy destroys that. a room full of people as if it's nothing. <laughs> and he destroys but, those people. But wait, hold up. Hold up. Okay. Is this, okay. is like we have a like, at least for myself, when we get hecklers, when we face them, because we've had that experience of this, we always have like kind of like a backlog of stuff to say. If we can't match it, or if we can't show up in the real time, we have something that we can say to d diffuse the situation or keep going. Do you oh, guys so you have, have like go-tos? Like I have nothing. You got no, nothing? I have, I have nothing. To me. Dean, Dean has become really good at this. I love the crowd work. It's real time. Yeah. That's my favorite part of the thing. That's why I show up. But can, I, can I tell you this story? Because be before I started stand-up, I, I was watching heaps of stand-up in, in a real-life setting. And uh, one of my absolute favorites, he's, he's an Australian guy, go figure. Um, and <laughs> um, his name is Will Anderson. And he's, uh, he's very, very big back home in Australia. He's not that known over here in Europe and definitely not in the UK. Now he is. Thank well, you. Well, no, no, well, <laughs> um, yes, uh, Will, I know you're listening. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I saw him do a gig in London. And in, in London, I, I've been to a few gigs, not as a comedian, just, just watching the shows. And there is way more interaction in terms of like people just thinking they are the cool guy, as you just described. It's mostly drunk guys that pretend to their boys that they're funny. Or even worse, it's a girls' night out. And it's it's like <laughs> it's right. it's Chardonnay Central in the front row. And they go like, oh my God, he's so hot. And then it's it's just fucking I've never heard that before. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're not saying that when I come up. Uh, uh, they're not saying that when I go yeah. up, dude. In England? They will. So, um, <laughs> but it's England. <laughs> you heard that, like Harry? You yeah. heard that? You're ugly, Harry. You're ugly. That's what he's trying to say. It doesn't matter. You're <laughs> ugly. No. You're ugly. And, and, wait, here he comes. Hit me, hit me. You're old. That, that also doesn't matter. Peak for men. Uh, Harry, peak for men. Harry agrees with everything that I'm saying. So No, I don't actually. Because <laughs> here, here's the thing. Defensive right now. Here's the thing is that I don't get in this conflict. Like, with. Wait. But With all my tell, hundreds of heckles, that is actually less than 10. The, I don't come from the point of view of that I need to get in a fight with someone. If I'm immediately, okay, so the first thing is, is the impro thing is that you go yes and. You don't go conflict. I, I empathize. Do you yeah, do that? exactly. That Dean's right on this, and that's why you kill at this stuff. Because because the the reason, if you th if you ask yourself, why did someone open their mouth in a, you know, it's like a, it's like a completely unequal battle. You've got a microphone and yeah. a room of people, people that, and some fucking idiot opened their mouth. The reason why, if you ask yourself, why did they open their mouth? They're the comic who's not on stage. Exactly, but and then you got to get into what what was their motivation because this is a seriously stupid thing to do <laughs> to heckle a comedian. But it could be horrible for either comedian or audience member. Yeah, I think as a comedian, yeah. you you can't lose unless you throw unless they're fucking next level funny. Even if they're next level funny, and go with them, love them for that. Don't get into like, oh, I need to prove you have that to I learn dominate. That, though. You have to learn yeah, that. yeah, but but. I mean, maybe you have to learn it. Maybe it's just obvious. It's just like but I agree why, with you. Why I make it? Why make it a conflict? What What really struck me in, in in this situation when I've seen a very seasoned comedian, like he's been doing comedy for fifteen years or whatever, and and he's been doing comedy all over the world. He goes to London and he gets shredded, 
this is what what fucking struck British me. British humor is hard. Though. Yeah, because yeah. It, it it's super weird. It, this is a guy who's done comedy all over the world. He's been doing it in the US. He's <laughs> been doing it everywhere. He's been doing uh, fucking Just for Laughs in, in Montreal. And then he goes to London and he spoke about it later on on a podcast where he goes like, London is a fucking horror show <laughs> because these guys don't treat you well. You, you're, you gotta you're, show up, yo. Yeah, you, you have to show up. Yeah. And he... he he said it himself. I was slightly off guard. There's this yep. guy and yeah. he says something funny. And that was the worst part. Someone <laughs> said something funny Funnier. because most heckles aren't funny. No. But most heckles aren't funny. But if they are oh funny God. and you have no you're retort, fucked. you're like, yeah, that guy, cool, you yeah. take over now. Like yeah. this, this is it. Dude. Here's the mic. I'm no. off. The Dude. firefighters show up to the place and grandma with the fucking garden hose takes yeah. care of business. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, this is in, not yeah. good. Guys in South Africa, like, because it's a bit of like a violent culture as well. They're very physical, especially the Afrikaans culture. Yes. If fuck. you show up and you're doing your comedy, they don't respect you. And then you start doing like the, your own, like, you know, roasting of the audience and stuff. There's a fine fucking line. Like if you cross the line, they will just get up on stage and like fucking kick your face in. <laughs> you got to toe that line. A I've bunch. had a woman ask me like that, the heckle show where I told you like where the host was like that woman that wrote that like that I tried to roast, but also tried to like calm the situation down. Uh, you've heard me like, like, like talk to people, not like yeah. people that don't know me, don't interpret that as like diplomatic. I would say you attack. <laughs> You attack. Yeah, but you... I didn't even try to attack. No, the only thing is like what I, I really learned from Bill Gates. Bill Gates was like, if you make them look dumb for what they're doing, you're winning. So I tried to yeah. do that, right? What I did was exactly what you, you said, Harry. I asked her questions. Like, what was that? Like, I, I buy time by like having them repeat what they say, first of all. Then I'm like, what was that? And I'm like, but why are you saying this? This does not relate to my topic. Then we get into like this little tussle. And then I make them... I try to make them... I tried making her look stupid for having the argument we're having... Where I'm like, you know I'm not serious about this stuff because this is a comedy show. This is where adults come to laugh and other adults tell the jokes that we're not serious. And then when that door opens, we go back out into the world. And the people are on board. And she was so like intimidated. And this goes to your point, Dean, that they're like insecure that she threatened to fucking... She wanted to fight me. That's oh how far God. she got? Yeah. No, she was like, you want me to Has come up there? she looked at you? She, she want me to come up there and teach you a lesson? I'm you like, do MMA. I'm like, I'd this rather not. Basel. I'd rather We're not. We're talking yeah. Basel here. Yeah, I was like, I'd, I'd rather not. And then I then I fucking turned on the flame because I was like, imagine this was the other way around. Imagine it was a woman comedian <laughs> and a guy fair, wanted yeah. to punch her. No way. And then she started screaming. And I was like, well... <laughs> 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 I can't. She just started making noises. I was like, "This is over." <laughs> this this is part of the whole like comedy has context, and if it's in the wrong context, comedy doesn't always work. You have to be next level to shape the context of the situation to make it that way. Have you guys had an experience like where there was like kind of like you're in the wrong context and you have to kind of shape it to make it comedy? There's a yeah. kind of like a in your mind, it's the worst gig you've ever had. There's some place that you like. Oh fuck! I fucked. Yeah, that up. night. I can't. That was your night. There? No, because that night I I did like I had the ten minute set prepared and I did like thirty seconds of show. thirty seconds of like material because it, the the fucking very beginning I had to like de-escalate the situation by talking about how the host almost fought the fucking drunk guy <laughs> and he looked like a complete idiot trying yeah. to do it. So I had to roast the host for thirty for like three minutes to like let the people know I'm on board with you. This was too much. 
like this guy's an idiot. Let's fucking let him know that he's an idiot. Okay, so I'm not just coming up here doing jokes. Yeah. And then I tried to do jokes for 30 seconds, and fucking princess over there was like, "This is not funny." <laughs> and then I had to fucking tussle with princess for five yeah. minutes, and then I had like three princess. minutes left. And yeah. then I was like, I was just talking to the audience. They're like, "This is a complete fucking horror show." I'm so sorry this yeah. is happening to you and me, but I'm not going off of this stage. Because, like, I wanted to come here, do 10 minutes, and that's what I'm going to do. And then that was the only funny part was yeah. that they realized, like, oh, he realizes this is fucked up and there's no funny way out of this. And yeah. then came, like, this relief. But, pff, dude, that but was... It, it, yeah. is, it, is about, it is about getting the audience on your side. Because hecklers are not liked by audiences. Yeah, yeah in, but... In general. They're, they're, the unless unless you're a fuckhead on stage. There's, <laughs> there, there's always this... <laughs> no, no. no Are you drinking raspberry syrup, by the way? Yes, what the absolutely. Fuck is going I'm, on? I'm, I'm, I'm 12 years old and I'm a white woman. Listen, <laughs> hold on, Christian. Let's sum this up like this. When you guys get upset, because I'm interested in this, because I've seen comedians that get off, and you, some people show their emotion. They're like, "Fuck, I fucked up," or "I did great," and you can see it on their face. You can read it. Um, like when you get off stage, I've never been able to tell with you either. Like you what? do great, con usually consistently. Because you know I'm laughing the hardest and I can't hear any other laughter. <laughs> when oh you my get God, off, just on like drop a, on your knees already. I love. I love it Fuck you, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. <laughs> Can you guys six pack? <laughs> when you get off stage, like on the worst nights and on the best nights, like what's your reaction to that? don't see that dude i'm crushed i feel like i don't see it i'm crushed. yeah because i learned to put on a mask to not show people my emotions I, because I, I had to learn that in the past to like yeah. not show people emotions yeah that's what i learned so like maybe you cannot read it because my go-to is like yeah. bad emotion like lock up Defense. fucking wall up right so that's like my like i think uh, like underlying that's my that's my emotional response but like like when I but don't for any type of gig, like you try to keep the same behavior for any sort of gig, if you feel comfortable or not. Even if you care. What do you mean any care. type of gig? Like if 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 you done well, yeah, or if you done shit, you try to keep the same kind of attitude. Or no, if I've done well, I feel good internally, but never like you're I've never, never exuberant. No, but I've never walked off stage and thought that was actually fucking fire. I always right. thought, I always thought like, kind of worked, slippery in the middle, kind of fucked up the end. But that one joke, <laughs> I really liked that how that one joke worked. All the rest needs. Work. I never walked off stage like, dude, Satisfied. fucking, I'm the man. You know, like, really? uh, no, never. Have you guys? Christian, I had one moment. I had one Once moment where, where I, yeah, yeah. There, there's one gig where I lied to myself, and Harry was actually privy to that scenario. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I, gamed myself into getting a gig. Uh, yeah. It was September gig. 2019, to be exact. And Harry might remember this quite vividly. Mm -hmm. I think we spoke about this gig before on this podcast. 2019, we were at Comedy House, and um, there were three girls from the US oh, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was basically coming to Basel with the crew. Um, Ahmed was running the show in Basel. Um, I was doing the door, and I spoke to um, uh, all three of them on the way to Basel, and they figured out that I'm like an open micer. So um, on the way back, we were talking about the fact that I uh, support Ben uh, doing a Comedy House, and they bullied Ben. One of them bullied Ben into giving me a gig. 
So <laughs> they they went over to Ben and said, "You have to give Christian five minutes." He's good looking. Can Let's I just go. say um, necessary? <laughs> well, okay. So Ben Ben uh, uh, basically went like, "All right." He's an open micer. He's done it for not even a year. Maybe okay. So he gives me he gives me that gig, and I think I've done actually quite well uh, on that on that particular show. Yeah. I go off stage, and three American ladies clap in the green room, and I'm like, it. "Fuck yes!" Yeah, I'm it feels on. Amazing. It feels incredible, yeah. and I'm like, "All right, I'm probably in the right place here." This is the first time where I had like a moment nice. of like, "I probably can do this." But yeah. it, it, w- it was not like I knew that I nailed every single joke. Yeah, for sure. Which is what you referred to before, Matteo. You basically said, all right, you know exactly where you did mistakes. I had the exact same thought. I knew where I fucked up. But the fact that two season, uh, three <laughs> seasoned comedians yeah. go like, well done, boy. Um, that was pretty fucking exciting. And then I got fucking hammered for the rest of the I mean, I've had, I've had, I, have to, I have to retract the statement before. I've had one show where... Um, where I where it was in front of, it was before this uh, Swiss comedy award thing like w- the it was already done I think um, fuck what was it it was um, the the sh- the show was already taped so like my audition I auditioned I I got I got in I got into the finals the finals were taped. But after that, they gave they, uh, before the a week before the award ceremony, the the voting was open. So for for a week, yes. you could vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the Wednesday of Online. that line, yeah. And on the Wednesday of that I got, week, I got people in Australia vote for that. By the way, thank <laughs> you, man. If anybody voted for me, yeah, I, I think <laughs> my, my Russian bots outworked you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, China. so on on that Wednesday of that week, um, they did like this promotional show, and it was the biggest show I've ever done. It was a 180 people it was in a club yep. it was it was like they they gave the tickets out for free because they wanted to promote the event so they they put like a pop, couple thousand francs of like marketing into this for like ads so people like uh rolled up to that and it was 180 to 200 people in the plaza club in zurich like big stage they had like music live music there they had like a moderator there and it was the three people who were nominated for the award and i was up last and i knew uh, you already know, like they, Swiss people, Swiss comedy oh, people, so. they have no fucking idea <laughs> how comedy works. No, you have to have somebody fucking host the show. You have to have an opener. Warm them up, dude. They put the, fir- the they fucking fucked that girl over. The f- no, Moritz uh, Momo was the first guy up. Momo had to cold open the show oh, as wow. one of. Are the, you kidding me? Yeah, he had to cold lamb. open the show as one of the fucking talents, and of course he ate fucking dicks. <laughs> Jesus, they played music before, dude. It was. Let me fucking tell you, it was. And I and I here here I went egoistical because I knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Um, I knew Momo was going to be first. Then it was gonna be a music. They they wanted to. They, it was Swiss. Oh. Dude, it was the Swiss Music oh, Awards shit. crossover with uh, Swiss Comedy Awards, <laughs> right? And they thought it was a good idea to have no. one stand-up comedian and then a guy with a guitar playing fucking James James Brown barefoot or whatever the fuck, who takes off his shoes and is like super emotional sing songs for three songs, me? and then another oh, comedian, God. and then a break, and then another band, no. and then me, right? Nice. Oh and God. then wait yeah. what 
that was that was that was what they wanted to do. And I saw the lineup. They mailed me the lineup two days before. I called the guy, and here's I don't know I don't know what I don't know how I. This is just me being like I have to put my best foot forward. I called the guy. I'm like, okay, so you're having me on. After, after a band. After the girl, you know, um, what's her name? Naomi Laren. After the girl rapper who has like some deep songs, but also some aggressive songs with her DJ. She's going to do three songs after the break. And then you're going to get me on stage with no comedy for the last 30 minutes. And then you, you want me to perform. 30? No, no, they want, no, no. 30, it was like a 20 minute break and she had like a 10 to 15 minute set. So it was like a 20 minute break and then her doing music and then me. And how I long? Told, how long? You were supposed to do I was to supposed what? to do seven minutes. And I called the guy. I was like, you're going to put me right after the other comedians. Yeah. You're going to put me no break. You're going you're gonna to put me right after the other comedians and you're going to put all the comedians in a row. You're not going to fuck move. us over yeah. here. Yeah. But Momo ate shit because he was cold opening. Yep. She didn't have the best set because she was more like a slam poet. She had like a text and a photo book she brought. And she uh, was like different telling context. a funny story, yeah. but it was good. And then I went on and the other two were kind of good, kind of bad. Like they got last, but it wasn't like really popping. The, the crowd wasn't there yet. And I just, I don't know. You could I, only win. Yeah, no, but in the, no, but I you, could also but only But you already lose. realized that was what you, that's what you got to do I heard them. I was an, I, I'm a control freak. So I want to know who the fuck yeah. is up before me. If they get heckled, who heckles them? I want to, yeah. I want to know what yeah. the fuck did they joke yeah. about? What's the crowd like? What the fuck is going on? I want to know. So maybe that's not good, but I was backstage. No, that's exactly pay, what you have to pay do. Pay the fuck attention. Yeah, So exactly. I was backstage and I was like, you have to go out there with every single fucking ounce of your body like being in that moment. And I, I don't know, I cannot replicate those moments. You, you just know, like sometimes you just, you just snap and you're in there. Yeah. And I was in there and I don't remember those seven minutes at all. <laughs> I was like, it was like, Thank you, the wait. lights were on me. I was floating, but the, this, the, it, was this, it was this flow state, right? I only have this flow state in sport. And I, I went off stage and I, where I start remembering and this is, sounds ridiculous to people because I do comedy for fucking one year and it's a seven minute set and it's mm -hmm. horrible but still for me at that time uh, after like over one year of work I, the, I, come I come to walking off stage and I hear the fucking whistles and the claps and the, and the woos and the yeah. moderator guy in a suit a radio dude walks up to me and the look of his face he has his <laughs> eyes wide open and he just goes what the fuck dude what uh, the I fuck dude like and I was like what happened he's yeah. like dude what the fuck and he shakes my hand he's like okay talk to you later Chill. and the people were clapping like crazy Chill. I was like, like what like happened and Chill. that's when I was realizing oh this went well this went, this <laughs> went horrible but, this is like, but did, I have no memory did of you, that did you did record the set yes Okay, but this so is this like fighting. This is the same shit as fighting. Is that you get these like, you hit a zone and then yes. you're f so fucking in there, and then afterwards you just return to reality. But it only happened once in a like it happened that one time. Yeah. And I hear comedians like I hear Bill Burr about it. He said the same thing. He's like, that that's what kept him afloat for years. This one time in yeah. a couple of months yeah. that this worked. Yeah. He was like. Yeah. If I can replicate this on a regular basis, oh this God. is going to be great. But this happened once for me. Yeah. Once. Let so me tell you, for me, this yeah. is still the gig that I go back to as well. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Here, here's a crazy thing I had. So I did comic strip that one in Basel, and I had something there which really fucked me up, which was I closed the show. Uh, I I most of what to me makes a good night is when I hit my own goals. Like I get it right 
for my own and and usually that corresponds with the crowd loving it and then you get into like some crowd work or whatever on this show i i fucked up a couple of bits uh and the crowd was fucking wild and and after finishing that show that really fucking depressed me it's like the crowd in Zurich, okay, they're in their own zone. It's not like you're getting people throwing bowls. But people in Zurich are very assholey about, I'm, do I want to laugh at this? You have to work for it. And in Basel, it came too easily. And that really fucked my shit up because it made me go like, is it, that, that was really like, I don't have to work to the same level to get a room full of people laughing. That really fucked me up. I, I don't know. I, I've never had that experience, but I can I can relate. Like I can relate to the feeling like why does it I can relate to the feeling of like why does my shit work on a Tuesday night here and the same shit on a Wednesday night there is like completely like I eat ass all the way. And that's that's where I'm like, what, 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 this is the same. The, the people yesterday laughed. This is funny. Please trust me. This yeah, is funny. And people crazy. are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. I I. I I look forward to the next, I'd say, five to ten years of learning this shit. And then uh, my goal is it at ten years in, like, drawing the line and seeing, like, looking back and, and being like, can I fucking turn this into a profession? If I can do it before, great, but I don't want to skip steps, you know. I want to. I just want to do as many reps as I can all yeah, the time, right. everywhere. So I want to travel. I want to do different crowds. I've heard London is hard. If I, it's it's like if I can do shit. If I can do well in London and New York, where can I? Where can I not do well? That's what I've heard, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But 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 also um, that that that's that's fascinating for us because uh, not a lot of Swiss comedians have tried it abroad. Like uh, th there are Swiss comedians that have tried oh, yeah. it in Germany. Okay, so um, I I consider Germany not abroad because it's like the big canton. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, actually right over there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to, uh, to to look at it that way. There, there is one. There is one comedy couple um, that you might know, Matteo. Um, ah, fuck. Um, A couple. The, the, the only comedy couple I know is Tom Segura and uh, uh, what is her. Uh, Pachinski fucking what's her first name? No, she, she used wife, to be yeah, married. She used to be married to Victor Chacobo. The the, the, the oh the, uh, the crazy. You, you mean you mean Ursus Nadeshkin? Ursus Nadeshkin. Yes. They actually tried um, uh, Scotland. They they played um, the the comedy show up in uh, Edinburgh. Um, I don't know to what type of success, but they did the whole. Hawk. They did a whole month in Edinburgh, and they translated their set into English, which is fucking hard. Like a, a Swiss German set that's built for a Swiss German audience that has no inherent <laughs> no sense of funny. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I've, I've heard of them, and I've also heard that there are on some nights like five people showed up. Yeah, but yeah. that's what Edinburgh yeah. is like. Like the majority of people that played Edinburgh, even like Doc Stanhope, uh, Harry and I love him. Um, he he's played to to six people in Edinburgh. But I think I think your approach is why why you're going to make it because what I've seen of the, like I'm really digged into the Swiss scene, but to me it's just like a pure comfort zone. Like if you get the recognition in Switzerland, you could get nice gigs that won't pay you a living, but or you'll earn a bit of extra. And it's a lifestyle and you get to say you're a comedian and maybe you end up on, on Swiss TV. But the comfort that that's going to give you will fuck you the moment you get out of that. 
like like if if yeah like this go to edinburgh and then you're back to ground zero like you've got to do so i think your approach you look at it much more like physical training like do the reps uh, I mean, I mean, to me, the to me, the idea that I can't, I can't even begin to think like what it, what would it be like to do a show in Texas or Florida? Oh my god, I can't like, either. That but is like my I material. I can't wait for trying though. Like so yeah, a I'd lot love of my to material is like Swiss. Like I try to get away from the Swiss material because I just realized like if 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 I ever like can do this like to to a level where I can maybe like ask for money for shows or whatever. I want to have material that from the topic works everywhere that yeah. resonates with people yeah. and not with Basel people or Zurich people. It's fun to make fun of Zurich. Don't get me wrong. I love making fun <laughs> of like where I come <laughs> from. Also too. Basel or like Switzerland. It's fun because I, I'm going to be here most of the time in the near future. But like, I want to get away from these easy jokes about like yeah. the stuff that's local that everybody knows because what if that shit works and then you're like, all right, here's this Swiss comedian that's really funny in Zurich and yeah. let him go to Berlin How and then people don't know. Zurich. Yeah, then people yeah. don't know. Yeah, okay, so um, we're all comedians here. We all have our earned reasons for getting on stage. Um, material based on our history, which I love and appreciate you for a, a whole bunch. Same. Um, I learned something. Uh, important uh, because of that kind of journey and it was about authenticity right so i was listening to a psychologist and he was saying that like addiction trauma all comes you know from our own history and all own abuse right and the main point the way it manifests in the future is the one that i recognized the most for myself was authenticity i felt like it lined up with comedy as well so this is what the uh what he was saying the metaphor is for this as a child you take a cookie from the cookie jar i want this right your parent says no you can't have that we're having dinner soon you get angry that's your emotion that's your response your parent says to you you're not allowed to get angry we're having dinner put the cookie back right as a child what you hear is if i get angry you won't love me anymore right so it's your craving for attachment and your authentic emotion so what you do is you suppress your authenticity your real emotional response in order to remain attached to that person right you get that you follow me <laughs> i get i get the model i don't get it with children because children clearly at some point if they're raised right learn like a uh, uh, delay of gratification which yeah, that is raised right? right i mean like we all have you know our own experiences of childhood so like but this is what this is what the what I was hearing. Okay, so we suppress what we're feeling in order to remain attached. And the way it manifests later on in life, you will accept abuse of any kind like from either for a job or in our terms an audience. So when they attack us, we're like, "No, okay, I'll suppress my real emotion in terms of you please love me. I need that attachment. Please laugh or please pay my salary. Uh, you know, let's carry on like that." Which I thought applied to a lot of comedians because like when we get heckled in the audience the first thing i think for myself is like okay i have conflict here i need to make sure that the authority the attachment that i have with the audience the validation i need they're on my side yes <laughs> i have to change the heckle conflict so that the rest of the audience are on my side against that person and we have to handle that on like a real level real-time terms right and often we fuck up 
my response is always like, oh my God, I'm the worst person ever. I fucking hate this if I fail. You know, because either they have the authority or you do. In, in the cases when you do, those are the best feelings ever. And then when you don't, like, this is my psychoanalysis. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that. I think it's one I perspective. Because, I mean, for me, the, for me, the thing of listening to a lot of comedy was uh, Patrice O'Neill. He, he has this interview with Mark Maron where he's like, if, if, uh, if Mark I'm... Mark Maron? Yeah, Mark Maron. Whatever Mark you, Maron. <laughs> Mark Maron. Mark Maron. The lead singer of Maron 5. I deliberately <laughs> did not talk over I made it more French, more sophisticated. <laughs> Mark Maron. Yeah, exactly. Harry and Mark. Harry and Mark, that would be one for the And he basically, Patrice is like, uh, if, if I feel I'm bombing uh, and I'm doing my material, my approach is we're all going to hell. It's like, because he's, he's got a... No, it's because he's like if you give if you give a crowd power, like people are abusive. So if they feel yeah. that you are like, oh, please like me, or, you're fucked. Yeah, they feel it. They don't understand it. They feel it. Where does that come from? Because we're tribalism. Tribalism with us against you. Y- yeah, and the, and the way that you win that battle, if you, you want to win, than us. is you you do what these GameStop dudes going. Then we're all. We're, I'm going to burn the whole fucking house. Like if if you don't, if you're going to yeah. play your power game on me, I respect that. Yeah. We're all going to hell. And and the, the moment I understood attack. that, no, it's not an attack. It's Time just, out. Did you just use GameStop as an analogy for comedy? Exactly. That is a good amazing, word. Harry. Uh, exactly. Well. Done. It's because it's it's just like because the moment you start getting in the mind game of do they like me, you're not you're in a weird space so you're not gonna be funny anymore. But often a lot of us approach the stage with that. Fuck it. The, you don't? No. The the only thing like I've bombed and the thing that gets to me is when I've deeply offended someone. That's a different thing. That that you told the line a lot. Yeah, you I totally want to offend, but don't deeply. I want to just be you right them to before. Question. I yeah, want yeah, them to yeah. question. Yeah, and when someone didn't get Plus it, line you feel when someone didn't understand what I was doing, and then it got really offended, that fucks with my shit. Is it guilt? Probably. Mateo, for you, what's the worst feeling you feel on stage? Harry's guilt. I can see exactly why. Um, disappointment in myself. Just self, self. Also, value. like, also, just like this feeling of like. Oh, what the fuck did I think that this might work? You know, yeah. I don't. I don't approach going on stage with like a hope they like me because, like, in my experience, most people don't. <laughs> like most, uh, but that's that's cool, right? Most people don't like me. Most people think I'm uh, like most people, especially when I talk to them. Like I have this stupid fucking ADHD like approach where it's just I talk over people. I have m- yeah. my my mind is racing all the time, and I don't want to be impolite. And I'm sure it happened on here a lot of times, but just sure. I just sure. take I just take a lot of space, and I'm very fucking aggressive in my approach. <laughs> and like my way of making of my way of of connecting to people is like making fun of them, roasting them, right, attacking them to show them like, hey man, I see you're vulnerable. <laughs> I'm vulnerable. I'm, I'm trying to portray that by fucking yeah. making you laugh about yourself. You make me laugh about myself because my friends. My close friends that we don't we can't that those are people that like for the for the last the last pen, ten years I've been with them and we can't we can't show love to each other 
Like it's mm-hmm. it's not possible to have like it's very rarely like on a very drunken night after a bottle of whiskey and like <laughs> a, a rough a rough I don't know I don't know just some somebody got into a fight and then you get emotional and you're like you're gonna die and it's just like I fucking love you and then the next day it's like what's up fuckface you know out so the head and stuff yeah yeah but it's like the the, the the thing we do and I do it the most because I think I'm the most scarred from like what happened to me in the past with like social interactions is we fucking go at it all the time there is no love there but we know that we love each other but we don't say it we don't show it our way of showing love is it by attacking each other so i don't go on stage being like i hope these people like me i i have on a on a like on like a bad night when i'm insecure of course i hope those people like me but that's not going through my mind it's like it's like it's more like i hope i don't disappoint these people it's more like this that's fascinating so so hold on uh sorry you're fucking stupid as hell. Can you shut the fuck up, Christian? <laughs> yeah, sorry. What? What? <laughs> I was done. But, like, but on a good night, to, f- to really finish that, on a good night, I go up there and I always have this Bernie Mac, uh, Bernie Mac, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. That's what he said. And on a good night, I'm like, I really, really don't care. Because you guys yeah, paid fucking Bill Gates 10 bucks. I don't see any of that money. Yeah. I get a free drink uh, for fucking, I don't know, CBD iced tea here. Fuck you guys on a good night and on a bad night. But th- that's like, that so much more plays into that than just me and the crowds. Like, who how, who am I that day? Who, how do I feel? Right? What, what I can find- I, hold on, Christian, please, can I justify what the fuck just happened? Mateo, your, that's your approach for love. Mine is the total opposite. I'm like, Mateo, I love you, respect you, you're beautiful. You know, let's hug. You know, total opposite of the whole roasting thing. I was like, okay, okay, Mateo is, he's roasting. Okay. And then I was like, Christian, no, no, fuck you. You're an idiot. And I was like, please love me. <laughs> it <laughs> okay. was dumb and I'm sorry. Are you trying to do that on Christian? Now I'm trying to flip it. Yeah. But now yeah. Christian, was, yeah, I but cut you him need, off. Hey man, hey I Greenhorn, you need love. years of abuse to make that work. Yeah. Or <laughs> Trust kind me. of abuse. You know? Yeah. You need yeah. to get, you know, you need to, it you depends. need people to put you in a locker and then kick the fucking locker door <laughs> in so you don't get out. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you're fucking 11 years old, you Either don't have friends. slide a plate of food under the locker yeah you need you need it. you need you need like the, the the guy three three grades above you in the in yeah. the school cafeteria to come up to you with a plate of tortellini yeah. open your shirt and put him in there exactly and then <laughs> make fun of you and then you have to go home and tell your mom some guy burnt your fucking back and yeah. you don't want to go back to school and she's like i don't give a fuck go back to school sure. that's that's where you're like ah that, i guess that's love i guess <laughs> i guess noticed, that's love right have you noticed that like <laughs> when mateo's defensive he ramps up and i mumble I go back down. Sorry, mm. sorry. That's my problem. What, what, what I find fascinating is something that you just said before, Matteo, is the fact about, like, I don't want to disappoint you. It's not so much about I want to be liked. I don't want to disappoint. And that's something that I can strongly relate to. It's not so much that I want to be liked by an audience. I don't want to disappoint an audience because I think they, like, in my head, in, in the very back of my head, I always have, like, these fuckers are giving me stage time. Yes. That's first and foremost the thing that goes through my head before I go on stage. They're here. And I they don't listen, want right? yeah. to fuck up. Because like let me make sure that these guys are taking away a good time. I think that, that's a very profound thing that I'm taking also away. Also, we right put here. work in, right? So I put I, I for myself I can say that I try to put work in this. So yeah. I don't want to go up there and, and dilly dally around and then the people are like, What the fuck was this? And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. But, about but here's you. the thing. I know how much work I have put into this. I'm 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 usually quite no, actually, that's a lie. I'm not confident <laughs> about what I'm doing. But 
<laughs> as soon as it wasn't insane, I'm like, no, no, hey, I'm not man. confident in the slightest. <laughs> but, but the one thing that I do want to say is I, I don't want to fuck up. But it, 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 has, it, it has a thing um, in, in my head from, from childhood probably where I go like I, I used to work on a farm. I never wanted to fuck up. I had a job to do and it doesn't matter. Like I can do the job well, but I do not want to fuck up the job. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that I have. Do you ever show up not giving a fuck at all? No. Never? Never. Have you tried it? Um. I did once and I walked off stage after two minutes, 30 seconds. You're like, fuck this amount. It's the same for me. When I, I, when I, um, I had my best sets when I was the most scared and the most insecure. And it rarely, rarely, rarely happens. I never, I never go like I got this. But I had nights where I was like, nah, if this goes shit, who cares? And then it goes really shit and I care a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I know immediately, and there goes this downward spiral of you fu- sabotaging yourself, where I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I've had a good set yesterday, kind of. Today is okay. if I bu- And then I already know that you're going to fuck this up. But this and that's, is crazy. I, I can't hit that switch. I try to hit that switch, but, like, rarely I just can't. I I'm just a, can't. I'm well, definitely on a totally different plane than to you guys, because because for me, like like, yeah, like, I look at things. I've had nights where I've been overconfident, and like I missed the beat of a of a bit or something because I like the bit depended on me looking like at least I felt a little bit bad and I was clearly just in too much of a good mood. But but the other thing, have you guys never done the thing where you you look at a crowd and you just think, "Oh fuck all of you." That is an incredibly empowering thing. Like sometimes I see a crowd of of young, like no no young. Is the dominant probably voice. the young is part of it, but but I see people that just like I I look at them and I just think you're all such a pretentious bunch of wankers, and I want to get in your head with this joke and make you feel bad. I've had that yeah. feeling, but then I'm just like, and then what am I gonna do, right? So I've then, had this feeling of like I'm, I'm I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. I'm gonna show you what the fuck is up, and then I go on stage and I realize like I'm not I'm not remotely there where I can just like take control of this room because I'm like yeah. too nervous. I have to cling to my material. Yeah. I can't relax. I can't be in the bit. I can't be in the moment. I'm at this point where like I I have for open mics, dude. I write a set list for open mics because I can't remember yeah. shit. I can't remember shit. That's and I, okay. I don't That's trust what you're myself, supposed to do. I mean, I, I don't trust myself to be funny yeah. enough. Uh, on the spot yet i can do a little crowd work i can talk to people but like uh it's uh i have to know what i can fall back on if it if it, if it doesn't work right so the, the well, what's going on the, the, the one thing the, the one thing that strikes me in this is um the, the falling back on when when you're prepared you have your set list ready you want to go out there and you want to perform <laughs> the, the the one thing where i had the big fuck you moment is exactly when i wasn't prepared yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's that's where I basically also bailed because I had no longer any material that I wanted to stick to. And Harry, what you're just describing before, I, I think this is also something that might come with age where where you're... And I, I, I don't want to make an elderly <laughs> joke on this one. No, but... <laughs> oh, but as, if, as if that wasn't a topic enough, right? You bold motherfucker. Yeah, but this, this is the thing because I think past 40 is where you rewire and you stop your... Like I don't, you stop caring. No, but for you it's obvious yeah, because of. you don't really care because you know 
death is imminent, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really stop caring because you you look it's in the mirror. Authority. Yeah, you look in the mirror and you're counting down the days. <laughs> yeah, but but there's two sides to it. One is yes, like it's so like like in the big picture, does this really matter? Because I'm going to be dead soon. But the other side of it is also like past forty. Yeah, like the only way I can describe it is that a bunch of software expires that that your parents put on you, that life put on you, and then after forty, you start to find out who you really but are. Why do you talk about past forty when you're already like past sixty? Like what happens at? Past I thought he was one hundred and twenty. No, I mean, uh, past sixty is just a wild ride. No, I'm forty-seven. What about this? No, guys? you're not. There's two options. Like, okay, we apply our own insecurities to things. So for me, myself, when I'm on stage, I need validation. I need love. I want everyone to have a good time. If I find someone, I'm deeply sad. So I'm there showing up, say, okay, you guys have a great time. That's what you want. I want to show up for that. On the days that I don't give a fuck, I show up hungover. I'm tired. I'm not there. I don't want to be there. I'm like, I don't actually give a fuck. It's the opposite of my validation. Exactly. But the audience attaches that to that even more because it's the same level of authenticity that I show up with on the other side of it. The best gigs I've ever had <laughs> is when I don't sleep a whole night. I go, hey, fuck you and fuck you. Let's go. <laughs> I used to get this way back when I was a student. I was doing kickboxing. And I had a number of weird moments where after kickboxing, I was like drained of energy. And I just wanted to sit and stare at a tree because I'm that tired. I'm not ready to sleep yet. And when you start socializing in that context, people start like, they're like, they're treating you like Buddha or something. It's really fucking weird because you're just like so much in like, ah, just like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to impress anybody. I'm just chilled. And that, that draw, like this, there's something about human psychology of someone who doesn't give a fuck is the most attractive thing that there is. Yeah, because rebellion. because no, but we're like interdependent, right? I need you, you need me, we all need each other, and uh, sometimes we we really don't like the fact that we depend. I, sometimes I really don't like the fact that I need other people, right? I just don't yeah. like that I have to yeah. go to work. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting yeah. mad at my family, but like it's my family, right? I fucking need those people, right? <laughs> and then the people who can like at least give you the impression to just be able to cut those cords and wall off and be like, I'm fine alone. I'm just lone wolf. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. They're attractive because you're like, I would love to be able to shut off like you yeah. and really not give a fuck because we all give a fuck about what people think of us. And when somebody <laughs> tells us or shows us that they really don't care what other people think of them, which we all do, which we all kind of on a certain level do, we're like, at least for me, I aspire to to like be like, how can I fucking be like that that I really don't care? Because if I, I work towards that, and I try to force myself towards that, then I try to that's be not more. Real, you always will myself, right? But it's but I think that's that goes to that point that it's most attractive because it's like kind of what we want to do to feel safe. <laughs> we we want to cut. We want to yeah, be able yeah. to burn This is an post, amazing. Right? I think this is an amazing point to stop. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's also an Hold amazing up. point to stop because I got to leave in 12 yeah. minutes, man. <laughs> Christian is like king of segues, but that was like the, yeah. the weirdest the most brutal segue. Uh, this yeah, is yeah, an amazing should. point Dude, to stop. I, Everybody I, I, be Mateo, a lone yeah. wolf. It's been a wild ride. Thanks wild for coming ride on. Sure. Mateo, it's we been, love you so much. We needed Mateo, some, I love you guys too. Mateo, Thank you so much for having me on. We needed up here. your pluggables. How can we follow you? You can find my butthole in Basel. That's my only pluggable. I'm already there. 
Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. we'll do the. Dean, Dean has a residency. <laughs> we'll do <laughs> Harry would like to, but no. no. Man. What in Basel? I don't fuck with guys who need, who need Viagra. Come on, old man. I, Come I, on. I'm all about cock rings. Not oh, Viagra. Jesus. Cock rings. Harry, hold up. Uh, you find me at, too young Ma- at Mateo Comedy with one T, no H, at Mateo we'll Comedy s- on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. And other than that, I don't even have anything. We'll if stick you speak it German. There. I have a, a German German podcast called Landert and Gudenrath, uh, which is my last name with Fabio Landert and me. If you speak Swiss German, I have a Swiss German podcast called Endstation with Moritz Schädler. And uh, I don't know, there's a couple of YouTube videos of me, but I don't know. Don't watch those. Thank you so much. Yeah. Guys, thank we'll you so much for having me. We on. love you, man. Uh, uh, okay. And Sorry, thanks we for didn't the patience. Have more thanks for the patience with me, right? Yeah. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers. Take care. Ciao.